Hey, welcome to Pastors of a Dying Church. I'm Sam. And I'm Ruth. And we're glad you're here. This is season two, episode one, and we are talking about uh, Inward Journey, what that looks like. Um, this whole season. Yeah, this whole season. We're going to unpack that. Right. And, you know, when we think back to where we started and where we are, there really has been an inward journey, an inward, like just going inside. Um, maybe... We didn't always feel like we were inside because there's a lot that happens externally. You know, I thought about that too. What? Outward? Uh, yeah, I think because the outward performance is our um, measuring stick of our commitment to God. You know, if, oh, we, yeah. you know, if we, we do everything right, then that just kind of, um, you know, just helps us with that commitment. Like, here, God, I am doing what I need to do. And so... I don't know that we knew that there was also this other part of us that needed to go inward. Oh, yeah. When you say measuring stick, I'm thinking, yeah, that's right. Because how do we measure ourselves is we measure ourselves based on someone's outward journey. (laughs) What we see. Yeah, what we see happening on the outside. I need to be a better Christian like sister Mm -hmm. Mm so-and-so or, you know, just whatever. And it's like, well, how, how are you measuring their Christianity? Well, because they're always doing this and they're, you know, it's what they're doing, not necessarily being. And so do you think that scripture bears out that God sees the heart of a person? I think so. (laughs) I did too. I mean, (laughs) yeah, I think, I think with every one of Jesus's messages, it may have seemed external, but the heart of it was always inward. Mm -hmm. Like it wasn't a culture that needed a whole you know redemption it was an individual inwardly you know the heart being changed from stone to flesh well and what we um portray of who we are is always that of what we want people to perceive who we are Mm. so we put our best foot forward you know we we don't let them see who we are that maybe only a close few know or maybe even some of the things that we try to act like we we are not you know, whether yeah. we are full of rage or pride or gossip or whatever it is that, you know, God is still trying to um, reveal and transform inside of us. And so there's this whole nother person, right? That's inside of us. That, oh, yeah. Um, what would you call that? The other person? Our true self? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah. So Our welcome to season self. two as we just take this inward journey of what it means to go inwardly, inwardly and... Um, discover who we are really mm-hmm. not just who we want people to be or the mechanics of Christianity but who God has created us to be but how do we get there right I keep thinking of uh, Pete Scazzaro when he said and he he um, quoted this from someone else but I heard you know Pete um, quote it from someone else and he said that at the end of your life you know you're not God's not going to say you know why weren't you more like Moses You know, like if we were to think about that, but why weren't you more like yourself? Mm -hmm. Why weren't you created, you know, why weren't you more like who I created you to be? And unfortunately, we never mind that diamond inside of us to figure out what that is because we're so stuck on everybody else's. um, Well, we think it's their diamond, but, you know, I don't. And when I think of diamond, I just think of that that's inside of us that it's got to be cultivated and it's got to be. Um, well, you don't usually just find diamonds on the surface of oh, yeah. the, you have to dig it out. Do chisels and right. <laughs> all kind right. of crazy And tools. pressure, pressure brings yeah. it out. And 
Um, so if you think about it from a physical aspect, yeah, the same thing can happen to us spiritually. If well, I think Holy Spirit's, uh, you know, a, attempt is to do that for us to to um, purge out, if you will, or excavate that diamond that was in us the whole time. The whole time, the whole preloaded. <laughs> Dude, when we're born, we're preloaded with Holy Spirit to do yeah. whatever inside of us that only He can mm-hmm. pull out, right? So how do we how do we get there? And that's kind of what this is for. As we just unpack it, you know, um, I I'm learning that we can't move beyond where we're at if we don't own where we're at, where we've been, and where we perceive to go. Um, the Apostle Paul said in Galatians 6 and 5, each of you must take responsibility for doing the creative best you can with your own life. And so those words resonate with me because I, I understand this principle. You know, until we will never move forward if we're not willing to confront, you know, where we're at, where we've been, what what we've done. And and I think the inward journey is owning that whole story, wouldn't you say? Mm-hmm. Like all of it, you know, the, the cards you were dealt, the pain you were felt, you felt the pain you gave away. Um, and we, that's why we usually say people don't usually get to that until about midlife, because that's when we start coming to that realization, like, okay, what have I done the last 45, 40 years? Really? Yeah. You know, 50 years, really? And most of the time it's, um, well, in, in most cases, I wouldn't say every 100% cases, but I think that when we get to that midlife, it's now we're realizing, okay, you know, like you said, what we've been dealt, but then what did we deal out as well? You know, what did we dish out on others? And so it's a reaction to what was handed to us. Um, and now it's like we're holding it all thinking, okay, how do we move forward for the rest of our lives like this? And I, I just think that that's the part where you have to go inward and not mm-hmm. like an inward, like a, a sleep or slumber or <laughs> depression or any isolation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isolation, yeah. Not that. yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> because any of those things can, can happen, you know, I mean, I'm sure as you go inward, you know, I mean, depression's just kind of surface anyway, you know, like it's, it's always laying around, you know, mm-hmm. you can pick that up, you know. <laughs> through any season, um, but what's really happening on, on the inside. Well, yeah. And that's taken full ownership of our life because I think, um, anytime that we don't take full ownership of the good, the bad, like you said, what we, how we contributed to the process or even where we're at today, because we know yesterday's decisions or, you know, today's destinies or whatever, um, but we Wait, still, have, yeah, <laughs> you know, the decisions you make today are where you end up tomorrow. Right. So yeah, that crap. Well, it's true though, but unless but we, we want it now, yeah, now. but yeah. unless we take full ownership of our, of our story, um, or, or not taking full ownership of our story, uh, leaves us there, leaves us in that pain of the past or leaves us in that, um, scenario that, um, you know, we may have been still, um, whether it's unforgiveness, you know, for some, they're going to have to go through this excavation of finding the diamond that's or digging out the diamond that's within. And it may be something like they have to go through this period of unforgiveness. Uh, what does unforgiveness usually lead to? We get stuck in, you know, anger or bitterness. It leads to that. Um, and only we can change that. And so that's kind of what we're talking about today is we have to own the whole story. And that's not to even say, um, you know, things that we have that's been done to us or we have 
done to other people, but, um, it's, it's just everything, the decisions that we made, whether they were good or bad or right or wrong, they get us to this place, you know, cause, um, I believe that when we own it, that's the only way we could ever change it. And when we own it, that's the only way that we can ever get unstuck. And when we own it, that's the only way that we can heal. And when we own it, that's the only way that we can ever get healthy. And ultimately, you know, this whole life that we want to call happy and be happy in it. But there has to come this awakening of us owning our own story and owning, you know, our participation in that. Wouldn't you agree? Or even the participation of others, because... Part of our story is what others have done to us. Right. So, yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, I guess my question, too, with all that is, so how do you own it? Like, how do you own it? Like, we say own it, but how do you really own it? I I think, well, I I think, too, that we have to be just, I'm all in. I'm all in with with you, God, and what it is that you're trying to do. Um, I think owning the story is, I'm not going to play the victim. Mm. Um, yeah. I think that's looking at the situation or the bully. Yeah. You can't be the, the victim or the, so I think to, you know, own our own story is to say, I'm not going to be a victim in this anymore. You know, how am I going to be victorious through Christ? And look, there's some really messed up situations where people obviously are a great victim to that. Yeah. But at some point, and you're we're gonna, not, and, not, and we're not trying to minimize yeah, that. At no. All. And yeah. we're not trying to say they're responsible for the rape. Right. Are they responsible for you know, uh, whatever it is that could be horrific, you know, I wasn't responsible for the wreck. I wasn't responsible. And so, you know, to that degree, you know, there are people who feel like they are a victim, but how do we overcome that through Christ who has overcome the world? So to own our whole story is to say, okay, yeah, this is part of my story, but I'm not a victim to this. You know, these were my circumstances. This is what happened, but it doesn't have to be who I am. So I think the first thing is we can't be a victim. Right. And we, we own our story. Um, but I, is this where, you know, is this something where people can, um, you know, we invite people into our life to help us process this? Like, I mean, when we say inward, does this mean that we exclude people that can help us? Or do we, you know, I mean, obviously that inward journey that um, owning your own story, you're not going to publicize it, you know, all over the world because, you know, what are you trying to accomplish there? But, you know, if we're saying that we want to see transformation, I think that's what we're saying. Transformation from the inside out. Like we, we spend, you know, I guess 30, 40 years trying to um, perfect the exterior Mm -hmm. to, to some avail, you know, mm-hmm. you can jog, you can run, you can tone your muscles, you can do that. But what's really going in, just because you look like everything's fine, you know, on the outside, doesn't mean um, everything's well and whole on the inside. Like, we can put up a good front. Right, right, right. Right. And so is this a time where we just exclude everybody and say, me and Jesus got our own thing going on? Or is this something that we just say, okay, I'm really serious about this. I'm ready to own, own my story. I invite, you know, we've talked about spiritual direction. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Spiritual yeah. direction or a, a, a companion, a spiritual companion that can walk with us where we can, they can just be present in our story as we um, 
talk about. And sometimes we can't pull the own, our own things out. Other people, it, God, I think God orchestrates other people to help draw out that story. Well, and, and because so we've rehearsed, rehearsed it so well, and we've given so many people passes and we've even given ourselves passes that we just spiritually bypass the things that really are going interior. Like we don't even stop long enough to feel what we're feeling because we give people passes, a spiritual pass of, I know they're good people. They didn't mean that. But even if they didn't mean that, it still happened. Right. Things still happen. Does that, does that make sense? So we invite people into our, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. into our story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Because what I don't want to to send the message is that me and Jesus got our own thing going on. I'm just going to wrap myself up and cut myself off from the world. And yeah, that's dangerous. Right, 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 right. So if we're going to own our own story, we have to invite people in the story. That's, yeah, to unpack the the good, the bad, the ugly, whatever it is. And, um, yeah, no man is an island. We weren't meant to live this life alone, no doubt. You know, we weren't meant to journey this. We, we can't do this within ourselves, right? And so, um, but if we're constantly playing that victim role, there's no place for for anybody to come and um, walk that with us or walk that out with us because really what we're wanting from them is, you know, just sympathy or compassion. And um, so you said, so what does that look like? That looks like not playing the victim role, you know, maybe grabbing some people alongside. I think also too that it's going to require us to just be all in. And like you said, so that's going to take incredible vulnerability to another person. We constantly say that on this podcast. Find a companion for the journey. Pray for one if you don't have one currently. Um, And it's okay if it's not your spouse. Um, Oh, absolutely. And and so, yeah. So if you're all in, then, you know, those are the things. I think we're so notorious for trying to play it safe in in our society and our culture. And, you know, we want things so neat and tidy. But what's also weird about us, too, is we want like a minute investment, but we want a grandiose oh, wow. yeah, return. And so mm. we, 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 want, we want to be whole on the inside, but nobody wants to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, re- bringing somebody in for the journey, doing the extra work that it means to be vulnerable with somebody about your story where you own all of it in this inward journey. I, I think that for us is like step one. And I love what you said. So then what, besides just giving a step, like, so what are those steps to accomplish that? Um, There's no victim mentality in this. I think you have to be all in. You have to be all in because, you know, we, if you put, you know, a little in, you're going to get a little out. We all know that. Like with the, even in the stock market or whatever, and just investing in general, but we're notorious for wanting to invest little, but we want to expect big. And it doesn't ever happen. Right. Um, and so, yeah, it's it's more than just inviting a friend to, you know, go over your crap with. Um, I think you're going to have to really invest in that relationship to get a greater return. You know, we, we know this to be true, too. You can't reap where you don't sow. You know, those things are common in our churchy language, you know. Um, and like we said earlier, people don't realize this this doesn't happen until they get to about the second part of their life that they start regretting what they didn't do instead of what they did do. 
And, um, and I think that that's why we are, you know, maybe we're there where we're realizing, um, okay, um, you know, what, what is it to this whole life and what is it that we need to be doing? And, um, well, and too, if we've get, gotten this far and I'm not saying that we've totally excluded our inward life. I mean, obviously we're here because there's always been that pool, that interior life and just whatever if, but if we are, and, and I'll be honest, 10 years ago, I would tell you that I was cultivating my interior life because, you know, we pray and we do spiritual disciplines, but it was always focused on an external you know, motive mm-hmm. or return or something like that. And so, you know, maybe people's listening saying, oh yeah, I am doing the interior work. Um, you know, to which we would say, okay, well, how's that working for you? <laughs> Cause mm-hmm. it's, it's got to be, you've got to be changing, you know, transformation has to be, um, be taken place. And that can be very, very slow process. Uh, like the caterpillar turning into a butterfly in the cocoon, like, man, how long do they wait? I don't even know how long it is before, you know, that whole process takes mm-hmm. place, but every day it's like, um, longer and longer and longer, like nothing's really, really happening. Yeah. So if to start the, um, inward journey, we have to truly look at our life. You know, I, I can't say it enough. We're going to have to own the whole story, all of it. But then, you know, walking that out, obviously, as you brought out, like bring companions along the journey. But, you know, even when you bring a companion, make sure that as you tell the story that you're just not the victim. Yeah. And you got to be fully committed to that too. And, and, um, and I think when you're telling the story to another, probably are you owning your story? We, we gotta, we gotta be careful with this, you know, this guy called blame because, you know, in telling our story sometimes, um, and I'm not saying that everybody needs to own everything that's happened in their life as their, their fault. Um, but I do think that we project a lot of blame on other people and circumstances. And well, if I was raised in a different neighborhood or if I wasn't black or if I was black or if I wasn't white or if I wasn't female or if I wasn't, you know, and so we have all these, these, um, like uh, stumbling blocks that, we can we can blame that we feel like have made our story so difficult and so i want to own my story but the reason why my story looks so challenging is because of circumstances i could not change you know i couldn't change the neighborhood i grew up in i couldn't change the parents i was born through and so i think owning our story means extracting blame out of our vocabulary and, and you know here's the thing about blame though is um, blame makes us feel good, but it doesn't make us better. Right. Yeah. And, and I think when we get trapped in, in that, um, mindset, well, it's everybody else's fault. And, you know, and there are some, I, I get it. You, you said this the other day too, when we were kind of talking about this, you said, yeah, how about the people who will play the martyr and just be like, yeah, yeah, it's all my fault. I should have been a better mom or I should have been a better wife or, you know, better whatever. Um, and, it's like they, in a very unhealthy way, accept responsibility for something they shouldn't be uh, taking on either. So it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, Dolores, I'll take this whole owning my whole story. But there are some who are receiving and taking blame, and it's really not their fault. They've just created this pattern of um, wanting to absorb that 
blame so that, you know, it doesn't reflect on the character of the person who really did them wrong. Mm-hmm. And that's not doing right. any good yeah, either. So it's, so it's like we got to just take that blame out of our vocabulary as well, whether it's blaming others, blaming ourselves, you know. So then how do you do that, especially when you own in your story, but you know you've been the bully. You know you've been, you know, just maybe probably evil and mean and and um, terrible to other people. How do you really, um, what do you do with that? I'm asking you. you. <laughs> that you've been terrible? Very good. Dude, you own it. You just yeah. said it. You own it. Yeah, you own it. Yeah, you own it. I, I think about the 12 steps, you know, and I know we're not doing the 12 steps here, but it's very, you know, applicable to when you think about first step is, you know, accepting. Mm-hmm. You know, you're accepting the responsibility and you're not in denial, you know, anymore. And just because you tell the story doesn't mean you're still owning it. <laughs> right. Yeah, because sometimes we tell it with a slant, mm. you know, where mm-hmm. we, we tell it from a, a different narrative. Um, like you said, we don't, um, per, you know, we try to make the other person look better because really if we make them look better, then somehow we're making ourselves look better too, you know. Oh, because that's what we Are we really we do. that crazy that we would marry that kind of person and stay with them for, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, how are we going to say that again? Well, like, no, no. Yeah. When we go back, yeah. like how are we, you know, how are we knowing that we're going to stay in a situation for how many ever years knowing that we are, you know, with a crazy spouse because who's crazy, you know, him or her? Well, they probably both are, you know, we all are, we all have our own, you know, level of crazy when it comes mm-hmm. to, you know, each other, one another, our, you know, relationships and stuff like that too. So it's not to make someone look more than or less than. Right. It's it's really coming to the grounds of neutrality and saying, regardless of how many years we have been in this, it's neither here nor there. It's neither good nor bad. This is exactly what, what we have going on. And I want to own it so that from the inside out, I can, you know, transformation can take place. Absolutely. Yeah. And so it's like, it's not either or. It's like what you said. It's not taking blame. It's not placing blame. But it is owning your story. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever that looks like, because we can't move beyond that, that we aren't willing to acknowledge. So to invite people on this journey with season two about going inwardly isn't going to work for an individual who isn't owning their whole story. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. And I'm not going to say you're wasting time because I mean, anytime that you can, you know, try to assess and reassess, I'm sure you're, um, something's taking place, you know, mm-hmm. uh, but you know, so, so it's not that it's in vain. Sometimes we need a couple starts to really feel like, okay, we can do this or something. Sometimes it's just so scary starting out and we're not trying to make this scary at all. No, You know, Howard Thurman, he said, I'd been, you know, really just kind of looking into him lately and, and all of his writings and the things that he talks about, he is always inviting us to experience ourselves like on an inward journey. He said everything that Jesus taught always reflected the inward center. He always touched the central part of, of a person. Um, I mean, think about the woman with the issue of blood, you know, like he knew somebody touched him, but yet when he, the questions that he would ask always went straight to the heart of individuals. And so it does cause us to quit looking for exterior uh, rewards or circumstances or something, you know, not that you can't look for external help, but 
we're looking for the changes to take place on the outside so that we can feel better on the inside and rare rarely is that ever you know gonna happen gonna happen yeah yeah because we, we're just so, we're so conditioned to looking at things. I mean, when someone in a nice ride pulls up beside you, you know, what's, what, what do we typically think? They have money. Oh, they got money. Wonder what kind of job they're working. Yeah. Yeah. But you and I, because we know what budget looks like. like oh, they in debt. Yeah. Bless the heart. <laughs> and we're thinking, oh, I don't want to know how much debt they're in. Right. You know, right. and and is it in there in debt? I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe that's not fair judgment on our part. Right. You know what I mean? But still, just because someone looks the part, acts the part, speaks the part, has the titles, all of this. L- listen, chaos is going to be in our life regardless if we're, you know, in the pulpit, in the seat, on a job, out in the field, you know, whatever. Chaos is always going to be present. But it doesn't mean we have to be overcome by the chaos. We enter into the chaos and become part of that. And our, you know, dude, our energy, our perspective, our interior selves don't have to be chaotic, you know? Right. The chaos doesn't have to be inside of us. But you know what that also means, friend, to... Um, I, yeah, this is just a good place to start as far as what it looks like for season two and just the opening, um, episode, if you will, because we, we will never be able to move beyond that, that we're not willing to, um, just own. And, and when I say own too, like you said, a lot of times we can even spiritually bypass some of the things that God wants to heal because we don't think we need healing from that well it just happened you know yeah the bank foreclosed on my house because I lost my job but thank god I still got bread um yeah you, you know what I mean and so and and there's some people may be able to just breeze right through that and never need to grieve the absence of a life that they thought they were going to have or um the way they thought things were going to be um you know I I, I guess for me I'm one that I need to process all that stuff. Like, okay, well, this didn't quite work out. I need to sit a moment and just absorb where I'm at and what's going to happen. Because I spent too many years Not doing that. that. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, Lord. At least I got bread. And, you know, without realizing, wait a minute, I'm, I'm really disappointed. This yeah. doesn't turn, this isn't, what, wait, what, wait, God, what? I, I really thought this is where I would be five years ago. And now I'm not. And now this happened and I'm blindsided and all that. And so I'm glad you brought that up too, because owning our, our story means not spiritually bypassing it or putting, you know, Jesus language on it to, to cover up the, the pain that some people aren't even able to experience. That's kind of what I'm finding too. Like, that's weird that, you know, some people should be grieving and they're not grieving and they think they're, you know, they're doing great because they're not you know, and we're not saying everybody needs to fall apart. We're not saying that everybody needs to play a victim. In fact, we're saying don't be the victim mm-hmm. when you own your story. That's not cool. That's not going to get us anywhere. Um, but but what I am saying is I think when we do this inward journey, people are going to be really surprised of all the emotions that they'll be able to feel again mm-hmm. or maybe even feel for the very first time. If we really are all in and say, I'm, I'm just going to invest it all. I'm going to invest it all. Where, wherever you want to take me, Lord, this season, whatever you want to do in me, through me, 
with me, with, with my whole story, I lay it before you. And I think if we, we had to conclude on one more nugget of just, okay, so what does that look like? We can't make excuses. Yeah. You know, um, meaning that I think sometimes when we own our story, um, you know, we will, we will make excuses about our story. Well, you know, I'm, I'm this way because if, you know, my mama would have never left me or, and, and is that part of your story? Yeah, maybe so, but still we're, we're grown adults now. So what do we do with that? So I think too, as we just go this inward journey, we really are going to have to man and woman up and really face, um, you know, that false side of us that's been operating and dominating and really, um, you know, covering up the true identity of who we are in Christ. Well, and think about it. If we don't own our story and we don't say like the analogy you said, you know, my mom left, I wouldn't be like this if she, you know, would have left or whatever. Then what we do is as we get older, um, we try so hard not to be that kind of mom that we end up just like her or either we overcompensate and either way we're handicapping, you know, the people that we have, um, in our lives, you know, because we're either becoming just like the person that did whatever to us, or either we're overcompensating for the lack of that. And so we do a disservice, not only to ourselves, you know, but to other individuals that we're responsible for too. And uh, Sue Monk Kid said in her book, uh, When the Heart Waits, how are we more spiritual than God? And I just thought that was like, I had to to stop the book and, you know, go back and listen again. And she said, even on the cross, you know, Jesus was owning his own story. You know, he had been forsaken and, you know, whatever, just the pain that he felt. He wasn't spiritually bypassing that and saying, I'm doing this for the glory of God that all souls will be saved or, you know, just whatever. He was not bypassing his pain on the cross like he verbalized the agony and he didn't put himself as the victim either, you know, but he totally just fleshed out, you know, where he was in that moment. And, you know, some could call him weak. Some, you know, I don't, I don't know. I don't think we've ever really focused on all of that, but did we just be trying to be more, she's right. You know, how is it that we, we can be more spiritual than God, you know, or Jesus on the cross? Exactly. And I think too, that, um, we, we do that. And if you've made it this long enough, podcast this is probably we've saved the best for last because also some people will do that well my story isn't as bad as somebody else's story yeah and so we don't really take our story before the lord or we don't think that um you know how could we be more spiritual than god um but i think too we do a disservice when we try to compare our stories to other people's story like we don't have anything to process in order to excavate that diamond that's on the inside of us, but we all have a story. And I think for some of us, we'll do this comparison game so that we don't have to unpack our story. We don't have to look for our involvement. We just look for the end result, which is what is today. And then we'll compare that to everybody else. But what we're encouraging everybody is no, we're going to have to unpack it all. And it's not just today and what we're looking at today because we'll do that comparison game and then we'll think, well, you know, well, my life isn't as bad as this person over here who's dying of cancer or losing their spouse or their children or all these sad things that are just beyond any of our control. And and so we don't think that our story has much merit as far as being transformational. 
but it's our story. Right. And there's not a, a one straight shot to healing. No. Like we want to confess it to God and then take an eraser and erase that pain. And that's not what happens. The pain transforms us. And it's not in our exterior selves, but in our interior selves where somehow, you know, what is it? What do we say? Uh, either great love or great suffering, mm-hmm. um, you know, causes us to um, change. And so with our pain, it's not that it can be erased. It's got to be transformed um, inside of us. And so I, I just think that, you know, even that we're going to, so when I say it's not a, uh, you know, a straight shot to ultimate healing, however, it's this whole life is a journey. You know, it's not just a goal to, you know, claim Christianity for heaven's gain in the end. It is heaven in us, you know, kingdom now, kingdom, you know, where we can, the kingdom of heaven is, is in us now where we can experience the fullness of what God, you know, intended for all humanity, you know, just even now in this present world and in the world to come, you know, in the, the life to come, but that, um, everybody's step into, like the inward journey, we all hop in at, at different stops. We don't hop in at the same the same place. Like if you do one, two, three, you're you're this is it. You know what I mean? Like some people may be owning their story for a little longer than the next person. Mm-hmm. You know, some people are ready. They've been ready their whole life, and they just didn't know. You know, but I think it's it's not a magic formula. It's not a um, well, let me see what Dolores did so that, um, I, yeah, can, I can repeat that and get the, uh, oh yeah, that's cliff, yeah, notes. that's cliff notes yep. that yep. we hand down, you know, to other people, well, this is what worked for me. So do this, you know, and, and that doesn't work. Like you're going to have to mine the diamond within you, um, in the context of, you know, presence of God, you know, what, where, and how is he working in your life and inviting people into your story to help cultivate that because you're going to need help. Mm-hmm. You, you cannot sit with all your pain alone. That's why you are like you are is because you've been holding it this long. Well, and just, um, as a point of reference, uh, when I was meeting with, uh, my spiritual director one day and we were talking about a, a moment that was very painful for me, um, in the past or a past experience. And, and she said, well, what did you, what did you think in that moment? what did you feel? Or what does that make you feel like? And I said, oh, I just wanted to die. I said, it was so bad that I just wanted to die. And, um, and you know, you would, you would have thought that I would have known that or known this response, but she said, yeah, but you didn't die. Yeah, and so owning my whole story also was an opportunity to realize in that moment those words but you didn't die was also and God and purpose and sustained and you know what I mean all these things that God did for me and has done for me and is continuing to use my life all because I own my story was sharing it with someone and they were able to say those words and Holy Spirit just built a fire in my heart. Like, oh, you're right. Mm-hmm. I'm alive. Right. I, I lived die. through it. Yeah. I didn't die. Um, but it took me owning that whole story and saying, this is my story. 
good, bad, what's done, what I've done. This is, this is my story. And the story comes in phases. It's not mm-hmm. like you're going to sit down in one meeting and yeah. share your whole story. Like yeah, yeah. the Lord does not, you know, like it, it's, it's like, it doesn't all come out at one time. That's why it's a journey. Mm-hmm. You know, let, let's see, you know, what, what current, you know, what, what's going on right now. And that is always a trigger into something else. You know, it's always a roadmap into other areas of your story. Yeah. So it's not like we're saying sit down and own your story and, you know, tell it all in one hour. Yeah. (laughs) It's a journey. So I'm excited about this season. May the peace of the Lord be with you. And the peace of the Lord.